Welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host, Tyler Callahan, and we got the usual numbers, an update from Disney on their movies for the rest of the year, and possibly big changes at Paramount. Let's take a look at the numbers. Staying in first place for the second week in a row is Shang-Chi with a solid 35.7 million for a total of 145.6 million. In second place was Free Guy with another 5.8 million. As I passed the 100 million milestone, now at 101.8 million. Opening in third place was Warner Brothers Malignant with 5.57 million. In fourth place was Candyman with 4.83 million for a total of 48 million. Lastly, in fifth place was Jungle Gurus with 2.4 million for a current total of 109.9 million. So yeah, Shang-Chi did really well with a 53% drop, better than Black Widow, which was around 70%. At this rate, if we were not sure before, it's definitely a lock for 200 million. The only question now is how far will it make it to 250 million. For Warner Brothers, they have another disappointment on their hands with Malignant as the weakest horror movie to release in the past few months. Even weaker than Escape Room 2. Why? Well, there was a few things. First, there was the obvious HBO Max effect. But what also made it worse was it seemed the studio did not do much promotion for it, similar to Reminiscence. Also, critics turned out actually thought the movie was good for the most part, with it at a 74% on Rotten Tomatoes. But you would not hear about that because of the review embargo, where reviews were not allowed to be released until the film actually came out. From all this, despite the movie being from James Wan, the studio did not have much faith in it. But to be fair, I can't blame him for it. I've not watched it myself, but from what I've heard, the movie is really fucking weird. Still, James Wan always, almost always delivers for the studio, so if they tried a bit more, maybe they could have had some success. The only small upside to this is the budget was around 40 to 45 million, less than reminiscence, so the loss will be smaller. Now taking a look at China, Free Guy continues to be the number one movie there for the third weekend in a row, bringing in 12.4 million, bringing its total there to 76.5 million. Opening in second place was Stand By Me, and no, not the classic Hollywood one with 6.12 million. In third place was Raging Fire, which pushes to try and make it to 200 million, with it at currently 187 million, after making another 5.77 million. Good news for Paramount, the Tomorrow Award did not completely collapse, as it was in fourth place with 3.51 million, for a total of 14.6 million. Lastly, in fifth place was the latest Pokemon movie, Secrets of the Jungle, which opened to 3.44 million. Right now, the Chinese box office is going back into a holding pattern. Uh, we've seen this a few times throughout the year as we await for new movies. Hollywood did get some good news this week, and that is No Time to Die did get approved for release in China. However, just like the others, it's still waiting on a release date, and it might be a while. For Chinese films, it looks like the next big one will be My People, My Forebearers on October 1st, which is the third in a series of anthology films. The last one which came out last year, My People, My Homeland, made $422 million worldwide. Also, October 1st is China's National Day, so besides other Chinese movies possibly coming out, there will likely be another blackout period for a few weeks. If that happens, expect Hollywood films like No Time to Die to not premiere until the end of October, and Venom 2 as well. The Beijing Film Festival, which was delayed last month due to spiking cases, will now be happening at the end of September, so who knows, maybe we'll get some news there as well. Looking at worldwide numbers, Shang-Chi also held well outside of America, only dropping 34% compared to its opening weekend. The film made another $35.2 million over the weekend for a worldwide total of $257.6 million. Malignant made $6.3 million internationally for a worldwide total of $15.1 million. Free Guy made $17.3 million for a worldwide total of $276.5 million. 
Looks like it's almost a lock for 300 million worldwide, which is very good for Disney. Paw Patrol the movie is still working its way to 100 million, with it now at 92.5 million. Candyman is at 61.6 million worldwide, and The Suicide Squad is at 165.2 million. So the news that made the biggest splash this week is Christopher Nolan leaving Warner Brothers for his next film. After months of meeting with studios around Hollywood, it was Universal who was able to seal the deal. First, what is his next film? Well, it's another World War II film, but focused on J. Robert Oppenheimer, and how he helped build the atomic bomb and later regretted it. Right now it is set to begin filming early next year, with a release in either late 2023 or early 2024. It will also cost the studio $100 million. Now while all the details are not confirmed, Variety is reporting a few things. Universal agreed to fully fund the $100 million budget for the movie, as well as exclude it from the smaller exclusive window they currently have for their films. While Nolan was asking for 90-day exclusivity, insiders told Variety that it would at least be a 45-day window, if not more. Nolan also gets full creative control, which means he has the final cut of the film, so no studio interference, and for compensation, he will be getting a back-end deal based on first dollar gross. Who else was in the running? Well, funny enough, Warner Brothers was in talks, as well as Sony, Paramount, MGM, and even Apple. Why did they not get it? Well, thanks to The Hollywood Reporter, we have some info on that. For Warner Brothers, they were part of early talks, but did not move past that. Apple agreed to a theatrical release window, but apparently not as long as Nolan wanted. Paramount was a serious contender until the news I will talk about at the end of the episode. That knocked it out of the running. Basically, it was Universal as the winner, with Sony in second place. So I think this is simply a win for both Nolan and Universal. For Nolan, it shows... In case there was any doubt, he still has some pull with studios, as he should, considering he is one of the few filmmakers left that keeps doing original movies that people go see. For Universal, they now get to work with a top filmmaker, and if this production goes well, ideally they would be first in line for whatever he wants to do next. The only loser here is, well, Warner Brothers. Nolan was basically synonymous with the studio, thanks to the Dark Knight trilogy and Inception, being some of the biggest films for both the director and the studio. Now... Like a team in the offseason, all they can do is watch as he walks over to another studio and they get nothing in return. Let's talk about some release dates, shall we? We did get one big delay this week, and that was from Warner Brothers. Furiosa, the next Mad Max movie, has been delayed by one year and will now come out Memorial Day weekend of 2024. They also announced that their remake of Salem's Lot will come out next September, so there's that. Also, via new line for Warner Brothers, Olivia Wilde's new film Don't Worry Darling comes out next September. Got a casting announcement for Warner Brothers, uh, specifically for their Wonka film. Deadline has the exclusive on this, and that is Keegan-Michael Key has joined the film in an unknown role. He's funny, so it's a solid choice. And, yeah, that's it for Wonka for now. Going back to release dates, though. The big release date news was from Disney, as I mentioned at the beginning. After seeing the good results so far from Shang-Chi and Free Guy, Disney announced that the rest of their films for 2021 will each receive an exclusive theatrical window before going to streaming. All films besides Disney's Encanto will receive a 45-day window. For Encanto, it will be a 30-day window, and the reason for that is when the 30 days are over, it will premiere on Disney Plus right in time for Christmas. Considering how well Soul did for the service, Disney is hoping to replicate it again this year. Now, the studio was not clear about a few things. First, like for Shang-Chi, we are still not sure what happens after the 45 days. They have not directly confirmed nor denied it will be added to Disney Plus at no extra charge. So will it go to Premiere Access first, and then free for everyone? Not sure. 
Also for the Fox movies, because West Side Story and The Last Duel are included in this. Domestically, will they be going to Hulu after the 45-day window? Or are they still going to HBO Max? We know the Fox movies have been going there thanks to a previous deal. But I believe that ends sometime next year. Unless Disney paid to get out of it. At least for the first question, we should get an answer by next month. For at least Shang-Chi, and depending on what happens with Free Guy, we can get an answer on the Fox films. But for theaters, this is the news they wanted and needed to hear. Disney also marked out release dates for future Marvel movies for 2024. Those include February 16th, May 3rd, July 26th, and November 8th. None of these are shocking, and no, Disney has not said which ones are for which. We got an update on Mission Impossible 7, and that is finally around after a year of stop and starts. It's finished principal photography. It will now have a year to edit the film, do any reshoots needed, and other post-production work. It does feel like forever the film has been filming, and it has been with the delays. For reference, depending on the type of movie, principal photography can take anywhere from one to three months, not almost a year. Speaking of Paramount Films, let's talk about Paramount Pictures, as it looks like they are changing for good. This is the news that people not deep into Hollywood might not pay attention to, because it does not scream big news but its effects will be felt in the years to come. So what the hell am I talking about? Well, it was confirmed this week that the CEO of the studio, Jim Giannopoulos, will be stepping down and leaving. In his place, ViacomCBS has chosen Brian Robbins to helm the studio. This is in addition to his current duties at the company, which includes helping build up Paramount Plus, and oh yeah, managing all of Nickelodeon. With this promotion, he will also be assuming control of films made for Paramount Plus as well. As a side note, this also affects Paramount TV Studios. Instead of moving that over to CBS TV, it will instead be under the Showtime umbrella. Now, why the change? Well, first it was not because Mr. Giannopoulos did a bad job. In fact, in my eyes, since joining 2017, he was actually turning the ship around. He was making deals with directors for their films, and then slowly making better and better decisions for the studio lineup. Not all of it panned out, obviously. Snake Eyes, for example. But it's it was solid work in progress. In fact, Deadline reports that people inside Viacom CBS are telling them he did great. But the overall company is going in a different direction. And they are right. That direction is Paramount Plus. The reason for the change is that Paramount Plus is the future of Viacom CBS as a whole. Not Paramount Pictures. Not Showtime. Comedy Central. It's their streaming service. What this change signals is that going forward, Paramount Pictures will not just be making films on how much money it can get at the box office. It's also how much, how many subscribers can they get with this? Can they retain subscribers with these new movies? That metric will be important for the studio in deciding what gets greenlit or not. Now look, it's not like the studio is done producing big budget movies, but basically at this point, big budget for them going forward is one or two special ones, and then whatever Tom Cruise wants to do. That's it. And so why are they basically done with $200 million budgets or $150 million budgets? Because they can't afford the risk. Most movies for them will likely be in the $100 million range or less because Paramount Plus is their focus now. And with the subscriber numbers they have, they cannot be taking those risks. It does suck a bit. Gotta be honest, because while Paramount is not going away, it does feel like they've given up right before it was getting good for them. You know, last few years I've been paying attention to the studio, and it looks like they were really starting to turn around, because the 2010s was terrible for them. And just when I thought, wow, they were, the past two, three years when they were signing deals, you know, I believe, like, Ryan Reynolds, 
you know, they started new franchises with the quiet plays. Like, they were turning it around. It looks like they were getting ready to fight back. And now it's like, we're done. As for Brian Roberts, well, he is moving up fast. He has only been at the company a few years. And his promotion to manage all of Nickelodeon was only in July. Clearly, Viacom CBS has a lot of faith to be basically placing two of their biggest areas under his command. That'll be it for this week's episode of Box Office Receipts. No VOD premium this week. Question for the episode is, what studio do you think Nolan should have went to for his next film, or was Universal the best choice? Let me know on Facebook, link to the pages in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and see you next time.